This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, uh, glad to have everyone back. We are in the third part of our Sigulot for Parnassah series. As we've said at the beginning of our Shi'ur, that, um, as we said at the beginning of our Shi'ur, that the Hatam Sofer writes that there's no such thing as a Sigula, rather it's our lack of knowledge. That's what a Sigula means, a lack of knowledge. So we're trying to discover different areas to tap into that the Shefa could come and help us out. That's what a Sigulot for Parnassah means. And we, we got up to last week to the 20th Sigula, continuing on the 21st. And here of them, some of them are going to be not as common and not as, not as, uh, definitely not as practiced or well known. Um, and, and, and so we're going to, we're going to say, uh, seven of those. And then we're going to get into things that could block your paranasa. Okay. So the seven, so, so the 21st Sigula. To learn the, the, the Rabbinu Behaye, who was one of the early Rishonim, Rabbi uh, Ibn Pekuda. He writes in Parashat Shemot Perekud Aleph Pasuk Zain that a person who learns in the last hours of the night and prays early in the morning has a segula for good parnasa, which we already know that somebody who prays nets chutzal chesed mashuchalav kol ayom he has grace that follows him the rest of the day. Like Manayim Brachot says, so I guess this fits into it very well that somebody who learns uh, the last hours of the day and he's able to pray, that means he, he wakes up very early. person who wakes up very early, besides the fact that he is able to to, uh, to utilize his time and he's at a time where there's nobody around, but it's a sigula that he will be matzliach. It's a sigula that he's going to be matzliach. So that's the 21st sigula. Continuing. Okay. Perik, uh, uh, the second, the, the 22nd Sigula. There's a Sigula that's, that, um, that, that, that is well known to read the 13 uh, Yud Gimel Ikrim of the Rambam and also to read the Igeret of the Ramban. So there are two very different things. The Yud Gimel Ikrim of the Rambam are part of our Seder Tefillah, especially in the Moroccan communities, right after Tefillah. They read the Asarazi Chirod, Shechayav Lizkor Bechol Yom, Veleuen Yetziat Mitzayim Veshabad Ve'aman, etc. And the Yud Gimel Ikri, Ariman Min Be'imuna Shrema, and we read those 13 Ikrim. There's also the letter of the Ramban. That's not as well uh, written in our Sidurim, but it's such an important letter where the Ramban starts off Shema Meri Musa Ravicha and he discusses the, 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 the keys to success of that day, not getting angry. So if a person's putting effort in leading his day in the right way with Yudgimel Ikrim and also with, with leading them with proper Midot, so that's a Sigula that Hashem is going to give him what he needs. So that's the, 20, that's the 22nd the Sigula. The 23rd is already brought down in the Mishnah Beruda in Orachaim Siman Kufla Medbet, and it's uh, it's about reading the Parashat Haman every single day. Sigula of reading the Parasha of the Man in in the uh, <coughs> in the Torah of of it's the, it's the Aliyah Shlishit of 
of Parashat uh, Bishalach. It's well known that there's a segula to read it, especially on that day of Parashat Bishalach, on the Tuesday of that day, because it's the special Aliyah, but every single day to read Parashat Amman, that is Muftachlo of a segula, lo yechsarlo parnasato. The 24th Sigula that I tried to look into a little bit, but I wasn't very successful, is written in the name of the Mikubalim to learn the Sefer Kadakemach. Kadakemach was written by Rabbeinu Bachaya as well. And that Sefer has about Imunah, about Emet, about Ashgacha, all types of interesting topics. And the Sefer Kadakemach is a Sigula for Parnasa. I don't have more more of a source than that. I'm told you from the beginning, I'm reading from a Kuntras called Maftechot HaParnasa. Uh, with uh, and with uh, <coughs> from Rav Aaron Yoshua Pesin, and he brings in the name of the Mikubalim. I tried to find more on it, I couldn't. But that's what's written as the twenty fourth, the twenty fifth Sigula. This is brought down in Ta'amea Minagim is to sharpen his knife and or to buy a new knife uh, in, for, before Rosh Hashanah. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a Sigula to bring in Gur Parnasa for the year. 26th Sigula, to eat something sharp from Elave Malka. And the one who talks about this is Ramosha Sternbach and Tishuvot Ve'anagot Chelik Alev Siman Reshtamech Zayin. So somebody wants to have something a little bit kharif, he'll start off his week in a kharif type of way and he'll have kharif business deals as well. So to eat something kharif from Elave Malka. 27th Sigula. And this is a very famous sigula that the Ashkenazim have is to uh, is is to is to prepare a shlissel challah they call it, which is a challah in the name in the shape of a key. Uh, uh, this is also brought down in the Sefer Tamei Aminagim Shabbat after Pesach. That's when they usually do it. Some put a key inside. I, w- I would recommend putting aluminum foil around because you never know what was on that key, and and putting it inside the. Uh, Inside the challah, obviously, this is a simana milta, so that Hashem should should give us parnasa. I know there are those who are against it who say yeah, it's not domit, it's minhag minhag emori, or, or or it doesn't have a source. But minhag Israel Torah and in Maganavot Yoredea, we discuss at length over there that even minhagim that may have been a source that we don't exactly know where it came from, but people are doing it now because of a reason that they think is a minhag of Torah. One is allowed to keep that minhag. So people have that minhag over here as well. The 28th segula is to be makpid, to always pray with a minyan. This is in the Hasidic Sefer Ma'or Vashemesh, Parashat Mishpatim brings this down, that the person should always be careful to pray with a minyan. And it's very understood why, because when somebody is praying biyachid, he's going with his own merit. Whether he's going to merit or he's not going to merit, that's a very big question. But when somebody is praying bitzibur, Hashem answers his tefillah b'schut atzibur. So he's praying, he's close to Hashem, Hashem will answer him. Baruch he's praying for Paranasa, Hashem will answer him. That's to pray with a minyan, that's the 28th sigula. Now we're going to transition into sigulot that that could block a person's Paranasa, that sometimes a person could be doing good things, but he has things that are, that are, that are, that are, that are stopping him from getting to where he's going. Imagine that a person has the best car in the world. But the problem is that there's some blockage when it gets to 80 miles per hour, it can't go more. So he's always going to be going 80 miles per hour, on the highway at least. And he shouldn't, he, he's always going to get stuck. So in order for a person to be able to pass that bump, he's to make sure he doesn't have anything blocking him from Parnassah. Same thing too over here. Uh, 
person has to make sure that in order to go to his proper derech, nothing's blocking him. So the 29th, written in the Gemara, Masechet Avodah Amud Bet, that when a person makes fun of things, he scoffs at things, he's a mitlotzetz. Kola mitlotzetz, the Gemara says, mezonotav mitma'atin. His parnasa it becomes lower because he mocks things and he 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 causes uh, he causes people to take things lightly. So Hashem Hashem says, Okay, I'm not going to be so concerned about his parnasa. What's the big deal? So that's the 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 next one that parnasa. We're number thirty already, <coughs> and this we have a this is all brought down. In Masechet Sukkah, Dav Chavtet Amud Bet, Masechet Bav Metziah, Dav Ayin Aleph Amud Aleph, discusses the following. Number one, these are all good pieces of advice to make sure that you don't get into problems of Parnassah. Once somebody pays you alone, rip up the rip up the star, rip up the loan document that you have, and make sure it says paid. Why? Because you're going to keep it around. You're going to say he never paid me. He's going to say he paid you. He's going to be machloket. And we'll see soon that machloket is the worst thing for, uh, for, for Pardasa. Number two, in this 30th category, you have to be very careful not to lend a Jew beribit. And unfortunately, this is something that people, I don't know why, they just don't realize sometimes when they lend somebody and they think that if they're doing it business-wise, they are, they are allowed to lend beribit. Uh, a very, very stringent thing is written regarding somebody who's not going to wake up somebody who, who, who lends very beat. Very horrible things. And, 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 and that's, that, that's, that's a, uh, an isur that somebody has to learn about because there are proper ways to do things. If he changes his loan into an investment through a heter iska, it would be allowed. He just has to know how to make a heter iska. And there are certain things that a person doesn't assume that it's rebid, but it is rebid. For example, if you uh, take a mortgage for your friend and he pays you, even though you're saying, what do you mean? I'm not gaining anything from it. It doesn't matter because the bank, because the, the bank doesn't care about your relationship with him. They care about you. So they don't know about your friend. So your friend is paying you and you lend him a certain amount of money and he's paying you more. It doesn't matter that you're paying it back to the bank. Between you and your friend, there's a beat. Lending your friend a credit card and he's paying you the, the same, the, that interest. Once again, the bank doesn't know him. They know only you. And therefore, it's like you lending him the principal and he's paying you the, the, the interest. That's also a problem. The person has to know the halachot of ribit. And there are good books around, English books as well. The Laws of Ribbis from Rabbi Reisman and other, bo- and other sifarim or books, whatever, whatever language you feel comfortable learning it in. Uh, learn about the halachot of ribit. To also say that, you know, to shake off responsibility and put it on your friend. Sometimes you have certain responsibilities. That's also negative for Parnasat Gemara writes. Also, protesting those who, 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 who do averot. And you don't, you say, you know what, I'll just let them do whatever they want and I don't protest. That means you don't really care about Hashem's word. You see the people violating things of Torah, I say, it's none of my business. He does his thing, I, mean, I do my thing, America's a free country. But it's your neighbor, he's doing things that are wrong and you have the power to tell him something. Not that he's going to laugh at you and it's going to be a negative effect. You know that it's going to help and you know how to do it properly in the proper ways of, of Chokhmah. And you don't, that's a problem. And also, 
once you already were blessed with riches, not to start lording it on off others, showing it off, and being arrogant about it, that the Gemara says is also a prime way to lose one's parnasah. So that's 30, where there was a lot of subcategories in 30, based on the Gemara and Bav Metziah and, 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 and Sukkah. The truth is, I would have separated each one in different categories, but over here they put it into one long category. Okay. Uh, the 31st Sigula uh, Parnasan, um, we're in the categories of those that take away Parnasa. Very simple. The Midrash, the Midrash, Otsera Midrashin Chupat Eliyos is like this. Mema'atin Mezonot, what takes away Parnasa? Meriva ve'erva. Machloket, that means Meriva means fights, and getting into illicit uh, relationships and any illicit behavior. That takes away parnasa, because it takes away the shefa. It takes away shefa. It brings negative. It brings the negative energy. And the negative energy will take away the parnasa. Thirty second. We know that bread is the source of parnasa, and when somebody is mizalzel, if so, when somebody uh, scoffs and doesn't treat bread with proper kavod, so Hashem says, okay, my source of, of, of parnasa that represented in the world, you don't treat with kavod, which is bread, so a person could also lose his parnasa. So therefore, the Gemara says, that a person shouldn't hang his bread on a, on a, on a hanger. And also the same thing, he shouldn't, um, he shouldn't leave crumbs on the ground. He should always make sure to sweep up the crumbs, and also he shouldn't leave, um, leave, leave, um, leave, leave crumbs in a way that are going to to be in a place where it's going to be disgraceful for the bread. There's questions that the poskim deal with. What about a person? He has a he has a he has his bread, a sandwich, and he comes to work and he wants to hang it on the uh, he wants to hang it on the. Uh, on the hook that's on the door, so it's like he's hanging bread. So, uh, so there are some that suggest that he shouldn't do that. He shouldn't hang the bread. Some say, no, no, there's the derech for children who come to school. They have their their little uh, their little place where they hang the bread. Kolpanim, it's uh, it's something that a person should be aware of. That wherever he's able to avoid not hanging the bread, he shouldn't. And the same thing, lo leaniach keara al piyakad, not to put. A plate on top of a uh, on top of a jug. I don't exactly know why, but that's that's something else that could bring to uh, anyut. Um, the thirty third thing that could block a person's parnasa. I think we already uh, we are already past our quota. I think I'm going to do a few more, and then we'll call it for today. The thirty third thing is. Not to, not to dress in very fancy clothing that gets wasted easily. Sometimes a person wears silk and things like that that they get. In the times of the Gemara, at least the Gemara in Basar I'm sorry, would discuss different clothing that would get worn off, uh, worn off quickly. So a person should 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 not use things that are going to get broken easily. And for example, not to use different uh, glass vessels that are going to break. And it's very simple. This is very practical. A person's going to invest in all types.
types of, uh, uh, of fancy ornaments that cost a lot of money but are easily breakable. So something's inevitable going to happen. So just a smart thing not to lose the money. The Gemara is telling you not to invest in things that are expensive and delicate and fragile because you're, 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 you're investing in something that's not going to have uh, uh, that, that's not going to have a uh, a long existence to it. Okay, uh, we did so far today uh, twelve different um, t- twelve different thirteen different steps. I'm going to review them quickly. Number one is to learn to in order to increase your panasa, learn early the last hours of the night and 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 pray early. That's from Rabbeinu Bachaye. You say the Yudgimel Ikrim and the Igeret of the Ramban every day. Say the Parashataman. <coughs> Learning from the Sefer Kadakemach, sharpening or buying a new knife before Rosh Hashanah, eating something sharp in Lavimalka. Yes, that also shows kavod from Lavimalka. A challah in the shape of in the shape of of a key to pray with a minyan. Then things that stop parnasa, scoffing. Also, to tear up a, a document that is uh, that is paid, that way you don't get into machloket, not to lend or to take a beat from a Jew, to, uh, to uh, uh, not to shake off responsibility, give it to your friend, and also to protest against your friend if you're able to, and not to lord over your friend with your riches. We also forgot to say two more things, which is to pay on time what you promised for tzedakah, and to pay a worker on time, and to pay a worker on time, those two things as well that we didn't that we didn't say last time. Next, um, to stay away from machloket and from illicit behavior, to not hang your bread up in a way of that it doesn't have kavod, to sweep up the house from from different things that have uh, different crumbs, and not to put a plate on top of a jug. Not to wear clothing that are delicate and fragile or to use things that are delicate and fragile to invest in them. Uh, all of those things could take away from Parnasa. So Yehida Tzon, that these, uh, this is the part three of the series. Next time we're going to finish Be'ezrat Hashem, this series, the last part, part four, about things that keep us away from gaining uh, Parnasa. Chazaku Baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.